to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah Kim, and today we also have Martin. And today, instead of discussing the suffering, we are going to be discussing Dead Silence. So, Dead Silence is written by S.A. Barnes and was published just this February in 2022 by Tor Nightfire. S.A. Barnes also writes under the name Stacey Cade, which is primarily her young adult pen name. And Tor Nightfire is an imprint of Tom Daughtery Association, and it specifically handles horror books. The plot for Dead Silence is the Titanic meets The Shining. Claire and her crew discover the lost space cruiser Aurora and decide to attempt to lay a finder's claim to it. But everything is not what it seems. Past traumas for Claire and the state of the ship has terrible consequences for her and her crew. So, before these two start... Off running. Sarah, what did you think of the book? I like how you think I didn't like it. Just because <laughs> I read it slowly. Because I actually did enjoy it quite a bit. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't live up to my expectations entirely. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But I wouldn't say I was disappointed. Um, I did get some good, like, Event Horizon vibes. Okay. Dead Space vibes. Um... Stuff like that. No, I didn't think you hated it. I thought you were um, mood neutral on it, which I figured meant that, like, you wouldn't have uh, a lot of thoughts necessarily because yeah, of mood. I mean, I didn't get super invested in it until, like, page 270-something. Okay. Which I finally picked up for me. <laughs> That's a long it way just, in. It didn't have, like, I really wanted space horror with, like, a good creep factor where you read and you feel creeped out. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, it didn't give me that feeling. Like, I was reading it late at night. And I'd set it aside, and then I'd get up, I'd walk through the completely dark apartment, and be like, this is... Like, I never felt unsettled. Like, okay. I like horror books that so stick with me. my goal is to find a horror book... That'll actually scare that'll Sarah. That'll actually scare Sarah. It's not, like, scare necessarily. It's more unsettled. Like, it's un yeah, unsettled. Unsettled I want it to Sarah. leave me with feelings. I have a challenge now. I like yeah. this challenge. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have... I agree, though, that it's, it's not unsettling in a traditional sense it's more like psychological it's very psychological it's very very psychological. i had one moment where it was like and i was just going to bed and it was right after what's the main character's name again claire claire leaned over the bed and saw the dead woman with the the blindfold, blindfold around her eyes and then i was like done with that chapter and i'm like it's time to go to bed because i have to go to work tomorrow Ugh. Lights I, out. The, the 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 bit that like fully drew me in was the first time Kane saw his daughter, which we didn't know mm. at the time. But like that was the bit where I was like, oh shit, everyone's seeing things now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they played yeah. out the other seeing thing. They sorry, yeah. she, she's actually she, right? Yeah, they yeah. yeah. Play the game. they 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 game. Um, We're not going to call it the big game. <laughs> I met in our podcast, not gender neutral. So. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, I, I met in our podcast, yeah. not in. In case, in case anyone has listened to this for the first time, we go through issues where. Uh, so, so okay. Let me let me clarify. Oh is, my god, I started is, something. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't. I don't want you someone to think you're like trying to be that drunk because oh, no. you don't mean that. <laughs> no, what it is, is occasionally we have authors that do go by non-binary non pronouns. And when we are all talking fast, someone will slip up and not because they're trying to misgender the person, but because they're just talking fast. And so pronouns then somebody else 
will intercept in order to make it clear that that person is not intentionally so harming to the they the game, game. It's our stupidity the, as the interception. We're, excuse yeah. you. <laughs> I know it's usually me. I fully accept well, that. I'm the old one. Was hard because we only found out about it right as right the episode before, was starting. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I also have trouble with programs sometimes just because I don't talk to people. <laughs> but so. I thought she did a really good job making the reader question whether Claire was insane or it was a haunting and whether the others were actually experiencing something or they it was just quirks of their personalities. I feel like they set that up really well, really early on. Yeah. Yeah. Like from chapter one, you were questioning whether or not any of this was... In, yeah, insanity. I was I, questioning whether the now stuff was actually happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like at, at a certain point, you're like, I don't trust... Any of this. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I love the fact that you got to the point where, so the one, uh, I can't remember the female character, the, the communicator. Uh, Lords. 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 Uh, says she led me into the room. Mm -hmm. And I love that moment. I was like, is yep. all of it in Claire's yep. head? Yep. She is yep. doing things she doesn't Yep. Remember. Mm -hmm. they, I was like, oh, they did now, really, now we got to figure it out. They did a really, really good job both setting up so that you trust Claire implicitly. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I trust Claire's character. But at the same time, you're like, I don't trust anything Claire says. Because you don't know. It's, you don't if, know. If, if you don't her know. past traumas yeah, are completely like, like, affecting I, 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 what's there, happening there right now. There are chapters where I'm like, yeah, everything Claire says is real. And there are chapters where I'm like, this is all nonsense. This is all in Claire's head. This is like, there's no way. So, I I will be honest, pretty early on, they talked about, as soon as they mentioned the engines, I was like, yeah. vibrations, yeah. it's going to be yeah. psychological. Yeah. And I was okay with it, because then I was questioning but it I throughout. Because right, they did say later on that it was also a composite of the, That's the why structure I knew. Because I guessed it at one point when Amber and I were talking, not about the book this time, because yeah. she shut me up. Um, but I said, I think it's the engine. But it wasn't actually the no, engine. It was, a, it was yeah. a device that they put in there, but there, it was by the engine. And, and you said, and, and what the walls were made out of. Yeah. There, and there, I grinned. There is a weird um, thing that happened. I can't remember what, when, um, but I believe it was out in Russia. There was a camping group that got caught between two, yes, two, yes, two valleys. Yeah, two, two yeah. valleys. And this, the weird frequency drove them insane. Well, that's one of the theories. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And that, that was my immediate thought as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, second, no, the second they started that. mentioning the sound, And I then was if like, we okay, take yes. it into modern times, there's the, the Cuba syndrome, mm -hmm. which I don't know if you, if you guys have heard about this, mm -hmm. but United States federal employees stationed in Cuba suddenly were having headaches, hallucinations, problems, illnesses, and they've done research after research after research, and they're like going, nothing's happened. But the going theory is that there is some sort of sonic device that has been used, and now it's spread out of Cuba, and it has been in other, usually U.S. embassies, but it's been in other locations throughout the world where suddenly, and it's typically U.S. federal employees who are having these problems. Well, there's also the U.S. themselves employ um uh, ultrasonic sounds to deter people from going to certain well, yeah, uh, yeah. like high high uh, that's one of their facilities. It's, it's, it's less like, lethal. It's, yeah, it's a less lethal deterrent that yep. it, you don't actively know what's going on. It makes you very uncomfortable. So most people typically turn around when they 
Yeah, because they start to get sick. Yeah. And when you get sick, what's the natural response? You go home. Keep go going. Home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Push into> it. <laughs> Vomit the whole way. But yeah, no, I picked I picked up on where the story was going really early on as well, but I feel like there was still enough questions. There was still there. enough like like I mean, to the credit of the author, from chapter one, you basically knew how everyone was gonna die. Yeah. To some degree or another, you had a pretty good idea how everyone was going right, to die. Right, because it but was there, that. But the, 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 the little bits of, of question where, where you know some of the, the specific, specificity. Yeah. Specifics. Um, but, not, but not all of it to the, like that, that, that little degree of I'm really curious. What, what the big how... mystery was, did Claire do it? Exactly. Or did they do exactly. it to themselves? Exactly. She's claiming they did it to themselves. And the one idiot was like, Reed. no. Reed. Great. Yeah. Oh, Reed. Yeah. Reed, yeah. yeah. Um, he was like, mm, you did it. You did it. Because uh, you're insane. Yeah. But, and then the ultimate bad guy ended up being the guy that was supposed to be Max. the ultimate good guy. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the way he died. Well, and I think the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. success <laughs> in all of this is it space? Yeah. So yeah, I think if this had been set like on Earth, it would have been, oh, it's sound. That's so obvious. Yeah. But there's enough of that like unknown factor about space that the idea that, okay, maybe it is the sound, but oh no, you know, maybe, maybe they were exposed to something. She's been exposed to something before. So there's a possibility yeah, they that they were exposed. The, the fungus really, really, really I feel like the sound was obvious though from the start when they like the minute they mentioned she was half dead. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of really, really early on um clues. Clues. And 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 for the discerning reader, it's gonna be pretty obvious pretty early on. Yeah, but your average reader is is, is just gonna blow through it and and not really pick up because most most people read or just leisurely wanting to read it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're not actively looking for those clues. But I feel like, I feel like, yeah, no, early on, there are a lot of clues that you're like, okay, it's probably the sound. But arguably there's also as many red herrings that. Well, and I thought it could be a fungus. I thought it could be something that I thought for a small moment of time, we could actually have an alien in this because that's actually another, and that's another thing she did was hitting space tropes. Yeah. That was, that was where my mind immediately went when Reed saw something. I'm like, there's there's a a living creature, creature on, the, on yeah. this this ship. I wanted there Reed. to be living Reed. Oh not Reed. Reed. Um, Kane. Um, Kane. Kane. Yeah, Kane. Okay. Uh, yeah, when Kane first saw something, I'm like, that's there's gotta be something else. Cause they they set they set up Claire's mental stuff so early yeah. on that I'm like, if somebody else is seeing something, then that thing should be real. That's probably a real thing. Um, but that was only going theory for a very short period of time before I started seeing things. And it was in, in, in like with, um, um, Voller's, him kind of breaking away from the bullet. He's not actually seeing anything. He's hearing things. And like, yeah, that's, where I, was, like, that's where I was like, okay, yeah. it's probably not actually, so, especially when they were there at the door and Voller was talking about things that no one else could hear actively at that moment. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is probably all psychological on their part. Yeah. So is it that Voller didn't have the imagination necessary in order to actually have hallucinations? That was kind of my thought. He was having auditory hallucinations. He was having auditory hallucinations. Yeah, because oh, yeah, he, he could hear people knocking yeah. on the, yeah, yeah, on the, on yeah. the whole door. Yeah. Uh, he was, I was, I, I was actually disappointed he was gone so quickly. I really liked the character. I know, I was like, don't get attached. No one's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I got attached anyway. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was a good character. I, I liked the, like, just the energy he brought to the situation. Yeah. Because he was just like, let's do it. And it's like, 
Well, they're all having a hard time really thinking this through because he just... Oh, there's money. There, but there's always somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have these kind yeah. of expeditionary things. Is is just, oh, let's go, let's go. And the other thing I would say with Voller is that I don't necessarily know if he wasn't having visual hallucinations yeah, or if he, he just wasn't refused, talking about it. Right, he yeah. refused to talk about it. Because that seems very well in line with this character. Just, yeah. just refused to acknowledge that. Especially seen, since, since he, has such he a was blaming... Claire yeah. so much yeah. for everything. I, I, would, I, was I, like, I can't believe admit that this. he probably also had visual hallucinations, but was just ignoring them because he didn't want to be seen in line with what Claire was seeing. Well, and I'm suspicious of the fact that maybe he knew about Claire's previous thing. I know that it was never explicitly stated before he started experiencing things. Um, I think if that had been him. the case, he, they would have been there. There would have been so anti- anti- actually managed to get into her file somehow. I think we would have known if that was... I think he was just a crass asshole of a man that guessed that she was vulnerable. And, you know, you've got that character, too, where you have people who are vulnerable and they're going to take after I believe that a little bit on both ends where there's definitely some air of he knew kind of what was going on with Claire, but I also don't feel like... Yeah, exactly. Me on enough to know that he got in cause. I think it was just enough for him. I mean, I think he picked up on what Kate was on, doing. Exactly, he picked up on something. Yeah, and you know, I mean, these, these people was have been, not secret. <laughs> these these people have been living together for what twenty six months, I think, was what they said at that point. So like, uh, yeah, they, 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 yeah. she was there not, for that long. I don't know that. No, they, no. I think they this, this specific in, crew was together they, for, for, for that over long. two years. Oh, yeah, said. yeah. But she um, had been doing this position, position. I think for like ten. No, no, no. But that's that yeah, station, station position yeah, I get yeah, in about yeah. ten years. So um, was it a little on the nose that the ship was the Titanic? I love it. I think it actually played out really well in that it, it didn't it didn't manage to keep that uh, subversion very long, but it did manage to subvert expectations of like, oh, we're doing another Titanic thing. Like, yeah, it hit something and broke apart. And and part of you going into it. Especially when they're describing the ship and the smokestacks and all that, you're like, okay, it's a Titanic story. And, and that's where it, I was, I was rolled my eyes like, there, okay. but then they didn't. And then they, they subverted that. And then they were like, yeah, it, but yeah. it's not, it's it's a Titanic, but it's not the Titanic. It doesn't yep. go exactly the same way. And I yeah. think that was really well done. Like, yeah. It keeps it, it keeps the reader in sense of like, oh, okay, here we go again. And then you're like, oh, oh this is actually pleasantly not. not. Perfect visualization. Oh, everyone no, knows what yeah. the Titanic looks like yeah. you don't have to create this ship in your brain you you can no, think it, of the movie titanic and you know what those cramped floors look like yeah. Yeah. No, it also started. enabled her to do the opulence in minuscule yeah. scale yeah. Yeah. the wallpaper the wood the faucets the plants the faucets rather than i have to explain the grand scope of this nope. it was this it was space liner yeah it was beautifully done. did you did you feel that way with it being the titanic i honestly Found found it hard to believe that a marketing team would be like, "We're going to design our super expensive <laughs> ship off the of Titanic." Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that is that is that is a shortcoming of any story that does the Titanic. Is like, yeah. no one's going to replicate yeah, the Titanic. Would, no one's going to do it. I would have been mad stuff. had they named it the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Who the to, to such a degree that. that that you have you know shows like Rick and Morty did a Titanic episode, but like yeah. it subverts the expectation of like it's it's supposed to crash and it doesn't. Yes. And that's the whole, like, oh, it's a travesty because the Titanic's not crashing. Like, that's that's the joke behind Like, So I feel like there is some degree of, of like, and I, all right, well, I think why would book, you make this? 
they don't say it's based off the Titanic. They don't. It's the they advertising don't. that actually. Yeah. But they have a like a steamship because it has yeah, it will, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. those were the cruise liners um, of cruise the Cruise liners these days still have smokestacks, smoke yeah. even though they're not smokestacks. Yeah, I mean, Carla that Cruz still visual has. Yeah. still yeah. is present in cruise ships. So as as, as hard it is as it not is to believe, hard. but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they they will Carnival, still have Carnival still has smokestacks mm-hmm. on their ships. Yeah, so it's as, where as, they put the t- the top tier. Yeah, as, as, as hard it is as, as it is to believe that. Marketing teams do still approve <laughs> ships that look like the Titanic. <laughs> I, I honestly, when when it was like it's a cruise liner in space, I went, yes, humans would. It's hard. It's a, it's a really very crazy, distant but scene, but yeah, you still have those. Yeah, those, I guess, those but yeah. like top thing. I think referring it to smokestacks just makes it visually easier for people to picture it, even though they're no longer called. I don't think they're really called. They're not. Really, they're not stinky, yeah, they're not. They're not stinky either. Yeah, like the way I immediately it. saw the three of the yeah. Titanic exactly. when yeah. she was describing yeah. the old styles. Yeah, yeah. 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 the big open decks. But I think that yeah, that's what they were going for was more of the early cruise liners. Yeah, the, the very rich people well, and poor people in the, in the bottom areas. And um, I kind of like the fact that we didn't delve too deeply into what actually happened to the people on the ship. It was hinted at. We know that they were locked in rooms. Some locked themselves in. Some locked. Some were locked in by others. I'm glad we didn't get a lot of scenes of acting out what happened before. Instead, it was very much this live crew and what they were experiencing. And using like the, the social media YouTube style. Oh, that was awesome. God, that was, I loved that. that. that was with the uh, Opal and uh, yeah, with the Kardashians. With the Kardashians, yeah. yeah and, uh, Dan Levy's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was like, no, that's great. That that. And I love that they set it up really early too with the whole she's taped a knife to her hand. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, this is like if Why? you're going to the extent to tape a. So that's something never people, drop it. Yeah, that's yeah. something people do so that when they're so injured, they physically can't hold something anymore. They well, can still stab. Like, it's also insane. it's also a trope in in supernatural type shows. It's something that was a joke in supernatural constantly because they were constantly dropping their weapons. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, why would you not just tape it to your hands yeah. or you know a bungee cord? You know, yeah, yeah. the endless jokes. But it, yeah. it is. And so she addressed it. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you don't you don't drop it if you've got it permanently attached. No, it was, I think I, I thought that part. I will say the one that I was devastated, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, is the Orem um, guy. Nisus? Nisus. Nisus. Uh, Dionysus. Dionysus. Oh, Dionysus. Yeah. I was devastated. I, like, yeah. I, I was glad that Cain wasn't dead, but like, I adored Nisus and Cain thinking Nisus was still alive I, killed me a little bit on the inside. I, I feel like it was probably the right call to kill off Nisus. But I feel like he also caught up, could have gotten a little bit more more time for character development. I feel like this character was kind of glossed over a little bit to some degree. Like there was a lot, there was a lot that he did do, but yeah. I feel like also at the same time they just sort of wrote around his character rather than actually addressing. I think it was an interesting had she started hallucinating him talking to her, meaning Claire. If yeah. if, if while she had been on there, he had actually been guiding her. I think that would have the, drawn out that character a little bit more. One of the things I thought. I thought was a very like unusual choice was the fact that she hallucinated Kane, but he was alive. Mm-hmm. But she didn't hallucinate Isis, even though he was dead. Yeah. 
And I, I feel like early on it seemed like, okay, well, she, she clearly saw Kane die, and that's why she's hallucinating him. And she didn't see Nysus die, and that's why she's not hallucinating him. Yeah. Which is where I thought it was going. I was like, okay, Nysus is probably the one that's still alive, because she's he's the only one she's not hallucinating, which I, I get to some degree was mostly just she never really interacted with him, but I, I feel like I feel like it was sort of a weird choice to have that that yeah. dynamic where where it, it th- seems like it's going one direction. In it. I think it leads you to hope to explain why she would willingly go back. Yeah. Is because you're thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe they're all alive or maybe Nysus made it. And in reality, it's Kane. It's yeah. possibly Kane. And, but, but it gives enough believability that Claire would consider going, going back. back. Yeah. Um, See, I never, I, I thought she would go back just just to confirm. To, just to get her brain straight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the loyalty she actually felt for that group was strong, but in order for her to have sanity to go back, I think it was she needed there to be a possibility. And and I think that would have been more of a thing for me had they drawn out her insanity more. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that was one of the things. Yeah, we, we really didn't get... I really wish we'd gotten more time of them exploring the ship in the beginning and seeing what happened. I mean, yeah, they ended up locked into the into the deck pretty, pretty quickly. Pretty early on, yeah. Yeah, it's like there wasn't much of a descent into madness. It was just it was sanity very quick. and it was then madness. Very, very yeah, um, yeah, there was there was that like you don't even see what happened to Lords. You just know that yeah. she caught her eyes out. Yeah, there was there was that one scene with Kane seeing his daughter, and then everyone just immediately flipped and were all batshit crazy. Yeah. And, and that wasn't even at full power because then she finally turned off the dap- dampeners and, yeah. and everyone went insane very quickly. I just wanted more buildup, I guess. Yeah. Right. I oh, I happily could have taken like another hundred pages of buildup. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I didn't really care so much about her childhood, um, like, but I feel like that would have been just an interesting, like, completely other book. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That, and then to get her to one. this point, yeah. especially as a comparison to see like what she was experiencing when she, it's just. Her, yeah, and it's clearly clearly just her that's insane versus like I feel like that could be more creepy that kind of setup so with. hard to write pitch black yeah for an extended period of time it's I, on I, very would, hard I feel to like write. it would have been a much shorter book <laughs> yes luminous dead I mean oh no she did have her one person she was talking to yeah yeah but yeah. she would have had the ghost to talk to like her mom and stuff yeah it could have yeah. been fun it um, could have been fun yeah but you instead I felt creepy this, I did not feel creepy. Yeah, Luminous Dead was good at the creepy. You, didn't, you yeah. should read it. It's very good. You would really like yeah. it. Um, but writing for an extended period of time, somebody who is talking to, to voices in her head, sliming herself through decomposing bodies, smelling the smells, and in pitch black the entire time, ugh, that would be a hard I feel like that kind, of, that kind of book is written almost in reverse, where you start with her completely insane and just like unravel the insanity, yeah, li- living a normal life, and then you slowly start to realize that oh, she, what she's seeing is not a thing. Yeah, sixth sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I will say though is, I did, I did like the fact that we got to the end of this, and insanity doesn't mean you're un, unreliable. The yeah. narrator is unreliable, yeah. but there, there is because a, she doesn't know. She doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she didn't. She she convinced herself she was unreliable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I liked the idea that maybe those who have different mental capacities shouldn't be 
shunned, dismissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, You actually should take time to understand it. And that's really what I got from this book is, is everyone has their value in certain situations. It's actually a strong push in the schizophrenic world. Yeah. Stop medicating yeah. us. Stop dismissing how we feel and acknowledge that we just perceive the world differently than I, you do. Yeah. I feel bad because I can't remember his name right now, but there is a fairly prominent um, schizophrenic person who who his, his um, ability to kind of tell reality from what he's seeing is he actually has a phone mm-hmm. and he has realized that when he pulls up his phone what his hallucinations don't show up on the camera mm. so he'll use the phone and be like okay i'm not actually i'm not what i'm seeing right now no one else is seeing and so he uses that and he'll he'll use his camera on his phone to scan around and be like okay that's uh, that's not what anybody else can see this is just something i'm seeing so it's like they're they're i don't exactly know where i'm going with this um it's just perception. It's and just perception. We need it's to, just perception. And, just, and I think we're moving into a world where we're going to stop dealing with the, just the norm. And if you don't fit in the norm, that means you're abnormal. Yeah. And, okay, so it, let's let's stop. It's, psychology deals with the normal. And instead, we need to stop saying everybody who fits here on the Bell spectrum, yeah. that's the way we're supposed to be. And so if you're here or here on the bell spectrum, if you're the high end or the low end, then you're not within what you're supposed to be. And let's just acknowledge that not everybody's the same. I mean, there's even research going into like ADHD and realizing it's probably not a maladaptive thing, but more of a, a survival mechanism that we've developed. Because if you're, you can't focus for long periods of time, if you're being hunted, it's much easier to spot there's a weird thing moving around the bushes. They're like, you, your yeah. brain is much much more capable of just spotting abnormalities. And the problem is our society now. Our, is, our, is developed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to sit still at a desk and yeah. look at whatever is, has been placed in front of us. And that's that's life. And, and that's how we're supposed to function in our lives. And, and, the human brain is just, oh, and for those of us with ADHD or ADD, yeah, it's um, oh, so hard to do, so hard. Is he full on cleaning himself in yeah. front of you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drogo is full spread eagle licking his own ass between his black legs. I think he's actually doing black legs. legs. But is he picking, licking his legs? And his stomach. And his stomach. Okay. At one point he was over there going, <laughs> and I saw Sarah's face. Oh, I thought Martin was totally no, getting up to move him. I'll, I'll move up in a second. <laughs> it won't help. He'll just come back. Once he knows you don't want him to do something, he's right there. Drogo. Drogo. Hi. Leave me alone. He's doing the open mouth thing. Well, yeah, he's thinking. So one of the things that this uh, writer does really well is address some of the the issues that don't come up in writing and movies with space. So when the ship blew up, she said very specifically, there was no sound. Yeah. But we felt it. And the other thing, and it's, it's the one thing I highlighted in the entire book because I loved it. When she was climbing up to remove the two statues, she's going up the side of the thing. She realized, if I get let loose, I'm going to wander off and then I'm going to slowly die in the ceiling of this thing. In movies and in books, they're always like, you you spring off and you bounce into this and then you catch onto that. And no, no, you're just, no, you're just going to float up into the ceiling and you'll float be, there until you run out of oxygen. No, you'll be lucky if you hit, hit the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. If she hits the ceiling in time, she's she, good. Can, but she might come down far enough. Yeah. yeah. Or 
She'll just sit up there until she dies because of no oxygen. I think they all that. the dead bodies. Yeah. They hit that really, really early on when they found the Aurora and they were like, where the hell is yeah, this like, ship? Why didn't they look down? Exactly. Oh, there I is no down in space. There is no down in space. But I like, love they've that been moment. in space for two years and probably before. I, think she, wrote, I think she wrote around it really well on the fact that like most people just don't think to look And down. she well, said and, they were all planet born. Like video yeah, exactly. where you're in a ship. Yeah. It's like, you can go anywhere. So like, yeah. Yeah, but, but the key thing is they were all planet born. They all grew, but they worked on ships in space. And I, I, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give Sarah some credit here. I mean, uh, Claire's been working in space for decades at this point. Like, I just th- think to some degree, yes, it's I logical think it's to think that she would have looked down. But I also think it's that, from a writing perspective, it was a very well done moment of like, yeah, we're, we're in not, space. We're not going to see. We things need to think about these things in terms of space all well, around us. Yeah. And to be fair, how many people are like, oh, it's on the right, left hand side. Directions, people, yes. humans are bad at directions. Yeah. So the idea that they're in space and it's like, okay, yes, they would all know up, down, you know, but you would just have that moment where you would just not, you and you're, think. and you arrive and you're expecting to see it. We're here. Like, like we're there's, here. where is the grand ship? Why are we missing it? It should just be, cause you know, in, in shows, it's always conveniently right there in the viewport. I mean, Star Wars is a classic example. Everyone shows up in exactly the same. No matter no matter where they're coming from, they all show up at the exact same. They'll have like two ships blockading a planet and all this empty space, and they oh we can't get past the blockade. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) So I think it it, it, I think that's a nod to all of that. Is is the fact that we as humans would legitimately just forget to think of down down or up. It's not even down or up or round and side to side. It's What's underneath me? Because yeah. for planet-born people, ground I, the I, ground is beneath. I think me. the other thing that could probably be a factor in this is is having simulated gravity on your ship. Yep. Yeah. Like you're firmly planted on the ground. It's hard to think of things floating around underneath you. It's if one of you the things that Star Trek will Star Trek will do every once in a while is they'll pan away from the ship and and, and they'll turn the the camera view and suddenly you realize. That the ship is Completely. upside yeah, down, yeah. but it's not upside down. They have gravity that's taking them exactly. to the floor of their ship. So yeah, I feel like that would also well, be a huge factor. In if you feel gravity, if you feel down, gonna it's gonna it's gonna be hard for your brain to process down. Well, and even just like having done brief stints on. What's my spaceships? My father's <laughs> Amber's brief stints on spaceships. Oh, the ships, yeah, ships. When you're in that enclosed space, ships on water, ships on, ships on water, ships on water, but Navy you don't ships. think yeah. I'm on water. You're, it's a solid, it's solid surface. You aren't thinking about how many, however, no. thousands miles of. <laughs> Some of us are thinking about that. <laughs> oh, I have a huge problem with the ocean. Um, but you know, you're not, you're not. What is that? Uh, thinking about that, or that like when you're in an airplane. Your yeah, planes don't do it to me. I don't care. Yeah. I can even look down at the planet and go, I'll wow, all that empty here. space. It's totally <laughs> safe, but that water. Ooh, it doesn't do me. But the thing about it, you regularly travel through airplanes. And, in the and sky. We are thinking going forward, not yeah. what's beneath us. Are not big animals in the sky. They're- have you seen an Andean condor? Well, no, obviously, I have not seen an Andean condor. However, is Those... an Andean condor as big as a whale? No, but they're still pretty... Are they even as big as a sturgeon? 
They're bigger than you. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. There's really big yeah. animals in the ocean. Really big animals in yeah, the ocean. Yeah, but most of those big animals have the throat of the size of like a golf ball. I don't care. They're really big. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Fish. Fish. <laughs> That was that was my father in the other room and all he, he said was fish. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know he said anything. I thought oh. like, no. 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 I thought he said bitch and I'm like, no. yeah, I knew bitch you. Was fish. And I was like bitch. Either way. No it did take me a second. I was like Is it a whale? Bitch. <laughs> oh man. Really. But no, this was a really she did she did the space really, really well. She didn't fall into what people now just condemn when it comes to movies yeah. or books. It's like you didn't hear the ship blow up. You hear nothing in space. You hear <laughs> nothing. I feel like there was moments where they heard something and she wrote it in really, really well and like they felt it through their feet or like weird vibration or whatever and like or or the environmentals turned back on and that's why they can start hearing things again. So like I think it was very well thought out. She has a clear concept yeah. of of how sound the travels. theories of space and yeah. what and what astronauts have experienced yeah. in space. Yeah, I wonder if the weapon would have still worked on someone who's totally deaf. Yeah, like, exactly. If the vibrations would have still carried through the floor. Yeah, I think. But then they had that would be that would be an interesting, interesting challenge. Yeah, they put together a whole fleet of, of deaf people and send them in there so they can you know retract. <laughs> or, or if they had like one deaf pastor who wasn't affected. Oh, it's just like oh, one is going on. I want to be clear. Them finding Kane and the room filled with the mattresses. Oh, oh that was sad. It's like, oh God, how does one come back from that? That, I mean, that is also one thing that I feel like, and, and, and probably for good measure that they glossed over really, really significantly was they went, Kane's never coming back from this to epilogue. Kane's fine. I, but I think she covered it really well in that he's a very practical person and he didn't think he was alone he spent the entire time thinking nisus like was alive i feel like that's worse you're coming back to 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 quote-unquote reality and and realizing that you've spent months or weeks or even just days around people who weren't there and like coming to that reality of like no nisus was dead the entire time like well nice. we don't know when nisus died exactly but, but i feel like again that's even worse it's like when did nisus stop being around me and helping me and started being dead like i feel like that's a that's a hard thing to wrap your brain around yeah, like i said i so, think he's just he was portrayed as a very practical human being who isn't going to and again, well I, I, in what he cannot resolve it, it was just something i'm curious about i think it would have been bad decision to dwell on that yeah. to kind of figure it out. But like, it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, we jumped past that. Well, and I, I think there's actually a basis for, because I've, I've read a lot of survival stories. I've listened to a bunch of people explain. And a lot of the times the individuals who end up surviving have a hope and they look back on it and they're like, it, 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 it was, was hopeless. It was hopeless. Yeah. But because they had the hope in the moment, it allowed them to maintain a sense of sanity to keep pushing forward. So I think That's him right. believing that Nisus was there gave him sanity to persevere. I can see that. And afterwards, he probably, I mean, he was a medical. He probably knew who to go to to then That's talk right. through That's it right. psychologically. And I think a big difference is she, uh, Claire was truly had a true 
traumatic experience that she couldn't come out of. So her mother had died and she had released the pathogen. She she had killed all these people on... Having her, seen something. We still don't yeah. know how she... Why yeah, she right. saw Becca. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of mad that she just could ghosts. <laughs> like, I was... I don't know. That was also something I found a little bit weird in that, like... I liked it. I... I, I Feel like, I feel like it was unnecessary, and I yeah, I don't know. to some to some degree, like there was there was that element of like, okay, no, she's clearly seeing actual ghosts, like and what's she the point? saw. Well, I think Davis's, it's just an um, acknowledgement that, that she saw him. There are and then Davis saw him. Psychics or mediums that yeah, some people. I just I feel like it was maybe the wrong story to do it because it's like it's a sci-fi, and then there's that supernatural element. Yeah, and I think it was a weird choice. I I, I like the book overall. I thought that specifically was a weird choice. I liked that choice for me. It it worked really well for me because it it enabled her who had already been in a massively traumatic experience. So should be able to slide through another traumatic experience knowing that she survived the first one relatively well. Um, It then went back to that traumatic experience and go, I think it would have been cooler if the ghost had been more helpful that she could my my so, my big thing with it is if 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 we are trying to to draw out the the abnormal quote unquote people in society in society and, and normalize that to some degree, making the ghost real, I feel like detracts from that because I feel like it, it except just, for it's it, just a different type of uh, you know are we going to acknowledge that there are people who are actually see ghosts. I mean, and I, think this, I, I know this, people in the world who believe they see ghosts. Yeah. And who am I to say, I've never seen a, well, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll, and uh, I feel we'll like, let that go. I feel, uh, I feel like that also might be where we're having a, a bit of a, of a uh, disconnect, disconnect on is in that I do not, I personally do not believe there is anybody on earth who has seen a ghost. <laughs> I also. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's so, like, it's, uh, and, that's and where I'm my brain is like. Lines exactly. in that I haven't had the experience, who am I to tell somebody that they yeah, can't, I feel, I feel that like they haven't had these experiences? So the other thing that I took from it and, and allowed me to accept it is she didn't start seeing things until she was exposed to the unknown pathogen in... But she did. She did. She did. They she, she saw her mother immediately. On, no, on they saw, she saw her dad. That's why they went to the colony. Oh, the that's place. right. No, that's right. She, she saw she was her dad. She yeah. the entire experience. I had forgotten yeah. about that. So to go back to Kane, because we were there and yeah. I was going to go back to it. Um, they said very specifically that it was actually the machine that was doing it. Mm-hmm. And he, so you, you had said that they kind of went from him being all these horrible things and then he was fine. He recovered fair and, enough, and rescued yeah, yeah. her from space. And it took him a once, while, too. Yeah, it took no, him a little enough. while. Fair enough. But it was once the ship blew up and they were yeah, on. once the machine was down. Yeah, once the machine was gone, enough, like, enough, he yeah, recovered yeah, fairly yeah, quickly. That's, that's a very, very good So it's very much this machine was, was doing, doing this it, yeah, to them. Yeah. But it was different for her, one, because she was partially deaf. And two, she, because she saw dead people. Fair enough. So, yeah, I liked this book no, it was really, really good. It, it, it was, was really, really good. She covered a lot of things that other writers have not covered well. Yeah. You gloss over or do wrong. Yeah. She yeah. Did really, really well. I hope she does horror again. Yeah. No or kidding. science fiction. No Any story that I'll she does. That, and, okay. The other thing I really liked is the fact that we had a main female character who was in her 30s yes. and her sup- supreme focus wasn't on finding a relationship or, you know, rediscovering herself after having a family. She just 
functioned. Well, and it she didn't want any of that. She didn't yeah. listen to need. Yeah. It wasn't a drawing. Yeah. And and she was almost surprised that that everything that was happening with Kane was actually happening. Yeah. Honestly, and and this this I think stems a little bit to my I think that all yeah. characters should die at the end of the book. Um, <laughs> I I was a little disappointed Kane didn't die. I was a little I was disappointed a little disappointed too. Kane didn't I die. I, I I thought that's where it was going, and that she was going to accept the fact that no, she's good, she's fine on her own. I'm a little disappointed Kane didn't die. So I was okay with Kane living. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I was disappointed Reed died. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> oh really? I was I I wanted a redemption. I wanted a redemption story for him too, but I, I knew it wasn't where it was gonna going happen. For a second, but yeah. I knew like, it wasn't gonna happen. I figured he was gonna die and then like like when even, he was even, in the ship with them, I was like, maybe. And then he starts like getting violent. And it's like, oh no. Even oh. even a redemption and then death for Reed would have been better, I think, yeah. than, than what he got. See, see, I wanted it to be that. He survived, and we find out that he's like the fucking CEO's son. Well, he, well, he, he basically was. was. He basically <laughs> was, but like, like to legit, yeah, like, yeah. and then have, the have, reformation happened within the company. Yeah, have have his survival be more key to why? Yeah, but that's so anti-realistic. I know, but there's it's going to be still, any. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that, Tony Stark suddenly isn't know, going to produce like, weapons any longer. Yeah, I feel it's like it's just I never going like, to happen. It's still what I wanted. I, I feel like it. that would have been way harder to write. I don't care. It's what I wanted. Manner. I feel like I feel like for the author to have written Reed being the CEO's son, and that's why, and then he's going to inherit it all, and it's like, all good now. Like, and it's so unbelievable, and would have been so much harder to care. write than just killing him off. I don't care. It's, I was indifferent about Kane. Kane could live, could not live. I was excited to find out he was still alive, but I didn't necessarily expect him to survive. Yeah. Was there the any surprise at all that Max was the bad guy? No. 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 I was like, no. she's too attached. Yeah. Honestly, made it way how did she not him? know that they were going to blow up the ship? She saw them putting the boxes yeah, in. That, and I'm like, she was still coming out of a military outfit. She's still coming out of, out of, out of and what's heavy different drugs. About her, heavy drugs. What's different about her Compared to everybody else, because we just talked about how Kane came out of it and he was he was getting better fairly quickly. She didn't know what was her own brain and what was yeah, happening that's, that's to her because of the machine of she, the machine. She doesn't on the ship. know that the boxes she's looking at with explosives written on the side are actually explosives <laughs> or just food supplies. Like, and she's questioning the entire time, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, she's like, that's not enough. She, she, she had an entire conversation with Davis's previous commanding officer who had his half his faith blown off <laughs> and she didn't realize was dead. And they're all looking at her like, Who are you talking to? <laughs> So yeah, and, and 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 she's trying to keep track of her meds. She doesn't take them, but she wants to take them because yeah. she wants to. I just feel like Olivia. she knows Varex wants to cover everything up. So it's like obviously, yeah. But, yes, but you got to take. She was a cog in their machine yeah. from a very and young she was age. basically and she was surviving it. through it. Like even when they were going to salvage the ship, she was like, "Well, we have to do it this way, or else they're going to just steal everything." Yeah, and hide it. I feel like there's an argument. There was there was awareness on her part. That doesn't mean that the nine-year-old, she was nine, right? Eleven. Eleven? The eleven-year-old child still isn't there and... Trying to survive. I mean, she... Trying to survive and these are are the people that saved me and I'm just now getting to a point where I realized they didn't actually save me. The other thing to keep in mind is that Max raised her. Yeah. Like, even to the end when he was pointing a gun at her, she was still having a hard time, like, coming to terms with the fact that he's not a... I mean, he was, yeah, he was her stability. But like, he, was, he was her stability. Yeah. He was the one that but made her feel okay. Yeah, but to some degree. Her, her most constant yeah. contact. And yeah. he was the only one telling her she did nothing wrong. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else was like, you let the contagion out. And he's just like, 
You're good. You're okay. And then the only other one that came forward, and Kane was like, "Dude, you were 11. You're 11. Like this you is didn't listen to change it out. Yeah. You opened the door. Yeah. She's like, but I knew the tape. It was there. It said contagion. I knew what that but meant. But I went into my virologist. You didn't know what happened. Yeah, but like Kane's coming at it from the perspective of like, yeah, at 30 you know that. At 11 you didn't. Yeah, like, at 11 yeah. you thought you saw your best friend. Yeah, your friend, like, and she was up and moving around. Like, like fair. And like, she, and as far as you knew, she was dead. Yeah. No, alive. She was alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, no, no she, she, she knew she in reality she, no, was she, dead. Knew she was dead. No, she didn't know until no, after the fact. She, 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 she had heard. Yeah, they had said, and then she's like, "Oh, she's actually okay." And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I she didn't know at that point. Yeah. She so, so there's I, there's a little bit of wiggle room back and forth. To some degree, she knew she was dead, but right. she didn't see her dead yeah. friend until you see the body. And then exactly, and then and then she's up and moving around. So she's like, "Okay, maybe she's not dead." So and then touching on the psychology of a child that loses. Their family, yeah, everyone they know. I mean, she Literally lost her entire her community. Literally at, everyone at eleven. She that is a horrific. And, and then she lived in their own decaying filth. For, I, they don't. I, I, I don't even think they went into I think they how, said long? how long. But I don't. Know. It was she a was long there. time. It, it wasn't. Was it was like months because months. the yeah. um the the oxygen scrubber was wearing out, so they had yeah, to get the filter, there. Yeah. And they were going to let her die, but she learned. It's, her mother education. taught her how to use the, the... Except her mother didn't. She didn't. But she did. Yeah. Depending on whether because, or not you are on our... Because I don't know. Are you not committed. Are you on their side of the... On the scope? Or <laughs> no, on my side of the in scope? In the scope of this book. Goes yeah, she sees... She sees so, different. okay. So like we have to say... As in far reality, as, as far as this <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. As far as this book is concerned, she sees she, dead, sees dead, dead people. people, and her mother they, taught her. And they are one hundred percent confirmed that with Davies. Like that, like that yeah. was. She saw her commanding officer, and then the soldier also saw her commanding officer in the same condition. Like there, there is no yeah. gray area with the book. It, yep. one hundred percent. She sees dead people. She's legitimate dead people. Legitimate dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like saying that over and over again because it's six months and it's hilarious. <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> Love that movie. Oh. Yeah, I did like that she was like 30 something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. the first thing I was like, oh, finally a character made. And <laughs> not obsessed with society. I love that because I could give a flying fuck about society. Yeah. No, she was fully relatable. Yeah. Like, it was this? very easy to just like slide into her character. Yeah. Like, cool. And just say, I was like, I yes, I would too like to just have my Ooh, own stability. I was a little mad that she and Kane like kissed at one point because it's like, it can't possibly be that hard to not kiss someone, but yeah, I, think it's, I, I think it's a development it for her like that she book, so whatever. No, I think it's a development for Says her that the she one who uh, likes romance books. You guys keep cutting me off so I don't feel bad. <laughs> I think it's a development for the character that she gets to the point where she can finally want an interpersonal relationship. Yeah. But yeah. somebody who's just as comfortable with being just the two of them in space. I they don't have to have I think the bit that I found a little disappointing with with her and Kane's relationship was that was was that that need for it. Cuz there was always that undercut need. I didn't feel they talk about the electricity when when she like barely brushes his shoulder, like all that stuff. Okay, or it's like I feel like that's a physical reaction. I know it's I know. not a need. And let's be real here: a lot of people get therapy and get attachments to their okay. therapist. And I very much feel it just happened to be that Kane developed an attachment back, yeah. but 
it's not unrealistic for a patient yeah. to develop that kind of attachment. And I think that's really what it was coming from. Is at first she was like, I'm just, and she, she reasoned, he's not interested in me. That isn't what this means. I shouldn't have kissed him. He's avoiding me. She tried to reason herself out of it. Yeah. What happened to me is that Cain did, but Cain's capable of having a healthy, desired relationship. Yeah. Yes, I know. She's staring she's, into the corner again. No, she's staring into the picture. Well, she was staring in the corner a minute ago. Yeah. The, the thing I'll say is that, yeah, all of that makes sense from a, a logical standpoint, but like, there's still choices the author makes, and I, I just, I... It's a gratifying happy end to the yeah, end of a horror just, book, I, and we always like, get to the end of a horror book, and you have that... Just watch Event Horizon if you don't want a gratifying end. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I could have done with less gratification at the end of the story. I didn't need the... Was it an epilogue, or was it just the last chapter? I can't epilogue. 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 I, I didn't necessarily need the I epilogue. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but... But then you wouldn't know if they survived. Well, I guess not. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't know if they survived. I kind of would have liked I it. Got, I think this author is a heavy-duty Firefly fan. I got strong Firefly vibes from that well, last previously, chapter. Previously, all of their other books have been young adults. So yeah. I think they function under the fact that people at the end of a tough story... They want that gratification. They want that gratification. Yeah. And so I think that's what we were getting yeah. here. And yeah. also that sense of closure. Yeah. If you yeah. do leave them floating out in space, it's like, then it's kind of almost cheap because it's like, oh, the author couldn't decide if they wanted a happy ending or yeah. a sad one. Classic example of this, Philip K. Dick. That man cannot write the end of the story. I don't think he's ever in a single one <laughs> of his books. It just, it just, literally, like every single book I've written, read by him, he, he like you think there's another chapter and he just ends it. <laughs> Um, and we wonder why you love the foundation series and you love oh, God. finish the story <laughs> <laughs> there must be an ending in here somewhere um so yeah i, I can get that like there's yeah. there's that that gratification of, of an ended ended story but and it's an again in horror. i i i it, it I, is unequivocally an element in horror that the person who survived then gets unless you're going to continue the story when you truly get to the end of it they get their happy ending. Yeah. I, it's almost I, as much as romances have a happy I, ending. Again, I still fall back on the I prefer my stories when everyone dies. But that's your happy I know, ending. I, 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 I feel like there's no more of a this story is done than everyone is dead. And I think I think that on some level she was writing so that if the book becomes popular she doesn't have to write another. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good Lord, you I know what's really good for doing that? Killing, Killing everybody at the end. Yes, Martin. Yes. I raced the associate with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. <laughs> and how is that working for you for the Foundation series where, you know... They die fans... constantly. I know. They and, die and constantly. And the story yeah. isn't ending, so... It's done. He's... I mean, at, I'm pretty sure Asimov's dead. I'm pretty so. sure, too. <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> But the whole point behind the Foundation series is that it never ends. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're yeah, telling like me that the, the best ending... The individual characters only last like two or three chapters before <laughs> a thousand years have passed and all dead. I just feel like one of your favorite stories breaks your yeah. commandment of like, all ending in death. He doesn't believes everyone is going to die and yet this planet is going to go on going. unless we manage to blow it up. But I think that also kind of getting outside of this book and more of like a conceptual of like why people like stories, I feel to some degree that's probably why I like Asimov so much and that the, the, the Greater Foundation series is the fact that it completely breaks the mold of what I would normally like. 
And yet, I still I know. That's just what I'm pointing yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. is, is, yeah. is one of your favorites yeah. fails to do yeah. the very thing you believe every single book 100%. should do. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I also think that Asimov is a brilliant writer, like a, a arguably genius writer, considering he had, I think, a bibliography of more than 400 books and half of them were nonfiction textbooks. Like, arguably a genius. Sarah, how do you feel about the Foundation series? I only read the first book. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and did you That's struggle to through it? No. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember your review being Grant. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, just, I, I thought it was kind of annoying that, like, every single hero of it was just, like, this presumably white, but we didn't know for sure. Yeah. Just a dude. Every time. Yeah. Oh, and his only female characters, he had two of them. One was just a dumb, like, girl in the background. Mm-hmm. The other one was true. Who was like just yeah no and but it was like okay good arguments good arguments against Asma but also Asma wrote these I did find yeah yeah I did find their solutions to the they're all white males they're all white males interesting yeah one hundred percent agree with you on that one just not it's the it's the same thing you're gonna find with with Frank Herbert you're gonna find with Philip K Dick you're gonna find with just about every golden age science fiction author it's a white male it's a white male and it's a white male society but that's it was just very obvious with Foundation yeah, because it was yeah. like different uh, You want to talk, talk about obvious? Oh, God. Um, is it Frank Herbert? Who wrote um, Starship Troopers? And, uh, yeah. and, um, yeah, and Stranger in a Strange Land. You want to talk about the like classic white savior? Stranger in a Strange Land is 100% of that. Well, and then there's Doom that we'll be reading. And the <laughs> yeah, white savior. that's a whole other... That brought me to the movie... Yeah, uh, Robert, Robert A. Heinlein. Yeah, Heinlein. Thank you. Yeah, Heinlein. Um, Frank Herbert wrote. But I think yeah, that's anyway. one of the reasons why we started delving a little bit into science fiction as a podcast was because we were looking at some of the more modern writers and the female writers. So we started with Anne McCaffrey, and so she was writing in the '60s mm-hmm. and trying to break that mold, yeah. but grabbing hold of the female stereotypes and then trying to make them most would say she failed pretty miserably. Um, And then we're, so now we're moving into, and I've read a couple of other science fiction books that are um, written by female authors that are, and, and by, um, um, I mean, we've done different, right. And different um, ethnic writers that are writing some amazing science fiction these days. Arguably the quote unquote golden age of science fiction ended in the fifties, which yeah. but I think we're at a really, really interesting point in science fiction where we are now at a point where we can take those tropes and subvert them and change them. Well, and our and our science has become so yeah. futuristic that we're no longer looking at Star Trek and when they had the little, the tricorder, like, the wow. flip phone, the flip phones are now like, who would want a fucking flip phone? They're smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, the flip phone back. I, but, I think one of the incredible things about the golden age of sci-fi is that all of those technologies they talked about Exist, exist now. now, and now we're looking at Except those and going like faster than light travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're still working on that one. Um, yeah, but we now have a lot of books about generational ships. I got to get yeah. into a generational ship yeah. here. There's, there's a book I keep tripping across that I want to read. That which that, book? I don't know. I have to find it again. Um, yeah, no, we're we're at a point where now we're subverting. So, do you guys want to know something sad about science fiction coming back into vogue? Basically is every time science fiction and space travel come back into vogue, it usually is at the expense of expression of Black people. Yep. So, 
that's kind of one of the, the one struggles about it is it's allowed to it's a it gets used to redirect people's perspective on things. Well, I yeah. mean, think about it. Uh, two years ago, it was all of the Black Lives Matters marches. What? Then a year later, we've got billionaires going up in space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and then every time you have a president who maybe their popularity is waning a little bit, we're going to the moon or we're going to go to Mars. I mean, Trump did it. Bush did it. Uh, uh, Kennedy point? did it. Kennedy did it, but he actually did it. Yes, um, but... <laughs> But that's since Kennedy. Yeah. That's what the presidents have done every time. Is once their their popularity is waning a little bit. You it's did like, just we got to get Republicans. Can you think of any? No, I, um, it? Um, Biden. 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 Yeah. Biden's talking about it. Talking about going to Mars. Kennedy um, was a Republican. No, no. I named Kennedy. I said all the ones oh, she named okay. were Republicans. So I wanted Clinton to make sure. Did it? They have yeah, yeah. all done it. It is. It is. <laughs> I a, just didn't want people to think. Well, yeah. were like probably oh, the only oh, one who oh, did it was peanut peanut farmer. Carter, Carter. Oh, yeah, I was Carter. Carter. Yeah. but he was the actual true Democrat that wanted smaller government yeah. <laughs> and failed miserably, sadly. You know, um, what I think is really, really interesting about certain genres of science fiction is actually the um, movement with um, the arcane, not arcane, uh, Arkham horror genres currently, where they're mm-hmm. actually taking that um, um, very racist history of that that yeah, stylization and subverting that that falls more into now kind of a supernatural thing yeah but, fair enough, but, fair but enough. you but, you've argued with me mary shelley's frankenstein is science, it's science fiction, fiction. It's yes. so all of these other it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. all of these things are i think it's a cross yeah, genre yeah, yeah. and they are working on reclaiming it and and i've come across science fiction authors or current science fiction authors who are working on reclaiming yeah. it yeah. and what was Moving. the one book that they made into a TV show here recently that um, Lovecraft Country? Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and there is efforts on BIPOC individuals to gain a foothold in these. I just had to point out that unfortunately, yeah. every time yeah. we hit a well, surgeant of science fiction, have us looking at the stars, we're not looking, looking at, at each ourselves. Other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah. I just yeah. I wanted no. to be fair and address Definitely. that yeah. reality here. Yeah. Is is while it's exciting to read. Science fiction like I, this. Yeah, I think it's just it's important to to but it's also look at those those people that are subverting genres and trying to make it more inclusive and focus in on that. Which it's I also to important to, do. Yeah, exactly. to remember that the majority of your science fiction writers write a utopian type society. Mm-hmm. Uh, in more modern times, we're getting to darker dystopia. science fiction. Yeah, dystopian type stuff. But you know, when you're looking at um, who wrote Star Trek? Robert, is it Robert? Anyway, he was talking about us. Yeah, Robert. I can't remember his no, name. It's starts with a B for his last name. I can't remember. Robert. Robert. No, Robert. Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, Gene Robert. Roddenberry. Robert. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Robert, I know, was not good. We're trying to, to represent an idealistic society where yeah. we're coming yeah. out of this kind of dirty society. Yeah, tribalism in this dirty society that we live in and and they're trying to show this idealistic. And Possibly. that's one of the things that Star Trek did so well was, you know, food was not a problem. Yep. Yeah. Money was not a problem. You you were just doing your thing and and some of the stuff was like, you know, their their drive was artistic. The the ships were out to explore although we ended up in 
you know, endless battles with everybody, but in space. We but are here to explore. Yeah. Fight them. Fight them. They're all even, even in a utopia, humans have a They're hard time realizing yeah, not fighting everything around them. But I love science fiction. I, I, yeah. I, I, the more science fiction we read for this podcast, the happier I am. I really enjoy science fiction. I, I, I gotta have a mix of stuff. But I'm a I'm a mood reader, and it just depends on what the mood is. I think Sarah's kind of a mood reader too. Uh, I guess so. But you're like a binge mood reader. You find that mood and you binge it. Yeah, I also <laughs> usually go through phases where I just take long breaks from reading, and I haven't been able to do that. So I like burned out a while back, and oh. now I'm just kind of like. Whatever's left of me is just grinding. Well, we can always, you know, discuss taking a break from the podcast for a few months. But we don't need to discuss this right now. No, we don't. We don't. My big thing is my work. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 burned me out a lot. I I would love to read more, but I could be doing this. The podcast makes it difficult for me because I instead of coming home and zoning out to TV, I've got to sit down and read a book. Yeah, I've only got a couple of days to get it done, and I yeah. I'm only three percent in. I, I'm not. The, the I'm one not thing doing I'll say about this. this one one thing I'll say about this book specifically, it, it was a very very fun and easy read mm-hmm. for me. I started this book yesterday and finished it in a day. Mm-hmm. Like normally, the books I'm like when when I agree to be on one of the episodes, I will start reading and it does feel like a chore. No matter how much I enjoy the book, it feels a bit like a chore because I'm, I'm trying to... You got a time frame. I have a time frame. I'm working on someone's like schedule. For exactly. Like, it's 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 work. It's work. This did this book specifically didn't feel like work for me. Yeah. It was yeah. very much I sat down from It was also chapter voluntary one. because you had committed... A- Exactly. It was work. That helped a lot. That I was doing lot. this at 50 pages to 100 pages a day at best. But, I mean, but to it the credit- didn't help that I was comparing it to other things yeah. that I like, probably maybe more. So it was like I was reading, but I would get distracted. And, yeah. But again, to the, the, the point I'm making is to credit the book is I started this yesterday. And you were comfortable sitting in it. And, I comfortable, and I, I comfortably read for six seven hours straight oh yeah. i probably would have done the same thing i ran i, I had yeah, obligations yeah, 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 yeah. that kept pulling me away from the book yeah i was dreading reading this book for a while because i was like i kind of agree to be on the podcast so i didn't really like commit but i was like yeah i'll read it and, and try and, and and finish it and i was getting closer and closer to the deadline i hadn't started it yet and i was like uh i could come up come back from work and i'm like i don't have the energy to read right now i don't have the energy to read right now and i was like oh and I've done the same thing with all of the podcasts that I've agreed to be on, where I'm like, a couple of days beforehand, I was like, okay, it's my weekend. So you'll do this with Dune, too. I'll start. Dune will be easier because I've already read it. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'll start it and see where I get. And I was able to just breeze completely. Well, like I told you, I, I texted Amber halfway through the day. It's still quiet, Martin. <laughs> and I know he's <laughs> awake. I think he's actually I think reading. He's actually reading. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a really fun read for me. I really enjoyed this one. Alrighty, so on that note, we will start to do our ratings. Sarah, what is our first category? Because it's your job. How exciting. So, Martin, how excited did you find this? What scale are we going off of? One to five, three being neutral. Okay. Um, excitement, four out of five. Oh, okay. I had a hard time rating books at a five. So I feel okay. like, that's a masterpiece. It can't be any better. And there are definitely things about the book that I think could have been improved, but, but as close to a five as I, I think would be reasonable. Okay. You're not going to yell at him about decimal points. 
I mean, you could do decimal points. Uh, 4.8 then? If okay. We're, if we're green, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Really not, not, even, not even quartering it there. Yeah, you whole really took, on that, that, yeah. took on that decimal. Honestly, I prefer, I prefer, prefer ranges of like 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, so there's more nuance in it. But yeah, if we're doing decimal points, then yeah, 4.8. Oh, God. I'm trying to like picture us doing oh 1 to 100 and like arguing With over decimal and points. Then, and then it's going to be 7. 6.5 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go 4.8. Like, what are your calculations? <laughs> Based on the ratio of time spent, <laughs> emotional engagement, and expectation, yeah. we're ranging at about a 47.6573. What about you, Sarah? What was this for you? Uh, four. Four? Okay. Oh, good. I was invested, just okay. not enough to like, I would read as much as I wanted to read and then I would say. Okay. Down. And again, after page 270, I just, I did just read it all the way through. I didn't want to okay. pause stop. Kim. 4.5. Decimal oh, points. Yes, yes. Decimal points. I was a 4.0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it was a solid four. I, I yeah. Two four. I want to say five. I enjoyed it very much, but excitement. Was I excited? I, I Yeah, 4.5. Oh, mine was a five. I read it and almost wanted to instantly reread it. Yeah, oh, nice. So it was a solid five. I will, solid five. I will no, read it again. 100% I am going to read this book. Yeah. It's, it's going to be in my rotation of books that I will continue It'll to read. It'll go on the shelf with yeah. the other. I will, I will continue to read this probably for years. Oh, I have annotations in mind. I full-blown, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to recall those moments when I read it It's going to sit next to Asimov. It will sit next to Asimov. Nice. That's a, that's that's a nice recommendation. For me, that's yeah. a high honor. Yeah. <laughs> you might actually read this as a four or something instead of a three. Yeah. What? Your rating scale, how you do like three for books you enjoy. Yeah, no, this is going higher than the three, for sure. <laughs> nice. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, what's our next category? Uh, ease of reading. Okay. Kim, what was your ease of reading? Five. Five, okay. I, I, I even felt that some of the more questionable bits were easy to read. Yeah. It, there was no confusion when we were jumping through time. There was no yeah. confusion. And there wasn't like a slog where you- Yeah, there was at that point. It was like, oh my God. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <or something. laughs> so yeah, five. Martin. Yeah, five, 100%. Like, okay. It, it would get a four, other than the fact that we did jump and jump back and forth through time a lot. And it was never confusing. Yeah. Yeah. At any point. Like it was easy five. Okay. Sarah. Five. Five. Okay. I wish wow. I could give this a six. Yeah. Yeah. No I found this so easy. It was easy to understand Claire's motive. Mm -hmm. It was easy to picture the ships. There was never any point where I went, I don't know what I'm seeing. Um, when they described a cruise liner in space. I knew exactly what it was supposed to look like, even when they're like with a pool deck. And I'm like, oh, there's probably a little dome, and you know, there's a little. So I, like I had to go back because I've been on a science fiction kick. Every I watched um, Passengers just the other day, and I and I don't particularly like Passengers because it is just a Beauty and the Beast story. Yeah, but these visuals are very much yeah. shown in Passengers. If you want to see a cruise this, ship in space, yeah, and I think. Even even down to like the minor minutia of like they set up Belina's wrench uh, uh, mm -hmm. really early on, and that paid off at the end. Yeah, no, like little things like that. It was just it, Chekhov's gun was 
satisfied at every single thing. Yep. And it was it, it was easy to read, even though I spent the entire time going, well, maybe it's this, maybe that. It wasn't ever because there was a fallacy in the writing. Mm-hmm. It was because it was written there to allow me to wonder. I am pretty sure yeah. if I didn't want to wonder, I didn't have to wonder. Um, For sure. And there is still, even now, I think about it, I'm like, oh, but could it really have been this? Like, I know it was the machine, but like, what about this or what about that? Or- well, and I think, I think Claire's, the fact that yeah. she was psychic yeah. or sees dead things, that's not technical. And this, I mean, like, there's, like, there's, was- there's a degree of uncertainty in that Claire is a true blue, 100% unreliable narrator. Yeah. There is a degree that I'm like, I don't trust that any, any of this happened. happened. <laughs> I don't trust that any of this happened for sure. And I, I think, or she's just sitting in a minute mentally yeah, in an yeah, institution. Total possibility. Total possibility. Got her diary. Yeah. <laughs> I think this will be and is my favorite unreliable narrator ever. Ooh. I, I can't imagine. Amber loves unreliable narrators. I think it's the best thing to use in a book. It is. It, it just makes it more I, fun. I, no, I, I wasn't I'm, sure if you were being sarcastic. No, 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 no. I am on the same page with you. I think if an unreliable narrator is done well, it is brilliant. Well, it but it's also sh- really hard to do. Yeah, and I, I, this I was so good. cannot imagine another unreliable narrator yeah. where I simultaneously question. Everything she's doing, but she's I get trust her implicitly yeah, no, because she is my guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think the story they chose for an unreliable narrator was perfect. Yes, this was so. the exact story you would want to tell with like like I feel like this story would have been worse if not for the unreliable narrator. Oh I yeah, don't, I yeah. don't feel that same way for every story that has an unreliable yeah. narrator. Like there are certainly stories that I'm like. If we had to start, and they started with this broken child, yeah. even though she was a thirty-year-old woman. Yeah, um, the story would be completely different. Yeah, and it would have just been this actually. It, it, it would have fallen. It would have fallen flat. It almost uses almost all the best types of unreliable yeah. narrators. So we have her in an institute. Mm-hmm. Fantastic unreliable narrators because you have to question them instantly. Isolation. She experienced isolation. You got to experience question anyone. She doesn't want to be a part of society. Also a great unreliable narrator because you have distrust in and everyone. And then you have the people who are around her don't trust her. Yeah. Even and though she's in a position of leadership. Yes, I the, love it. The other thing that I think, like, so I, I knew a little bit about the story going into it because ironically, I was recommended this book several weeks before I was even Which invited, is why you jumped on Which is why I jumped on it because one of my friends was like, hey, you probably really enjoyed this book. Um, and I was told really early on, like, it's an unreliable narrator. I was like, okay, well, I probably didn't want to know that going off of it, one of the things I really enjoyed and I didn't expect to enjoy going into it was that like paragraph one, you knew you. she was not reliable. <laughs> which I feel like most of the time, most of the time doesn't work well. No, yeah. I feel like unreliable narrators are generally a slow burn kind of thing where you slowly we, we realize. Trust them and then we're sending the Yeah, trust. exactly. You start off, and I think that what works so well with this book is you start off not trusting her and the more you go on, you're like, I kind of want to trust her, but I feel like feel like I should trust her. Am I, I the like, crazy person? Am I the crazy person? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that was a really they good They did a great, great job, job building the trust. Yeah. yeah. Starting off with complete lack of trust. Yeah. And building up from there. What about you? Any thoughts on the unreliable narrator or me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it was done well. Okay. So I mean, Matthew. I pretty much figured, though, that she didn't kill her crew or anything from the start. And, like, I never really... Oh, that. see, I doubted it. I, 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 when it came to the laser 
I believe someone might kill that man. <laughs> yeah. I, the I'm plasma cutter to the side of the head. Ironically, for as much as I'm like, yeah, unreliable narrator, I didn't trust him the entire thing. I'm on the same page. Like, I, I at no point doubted whether or not she didn't kill him. Yeah, and like, I, 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 I never she thought she was trying to exonerate herself. So, like, I, I never, never thought, that, yeah. thought she was going to get on there and be like, oh, it was me all along. Yeah. I would have been very shocked if it had taken that turn. So, like, I can see how it's an unreliable narrator, but she didn't. Feel that like the only thing that was unreliable is what is she seeing versus what's actually, what's actually there, yeah. like what's actual ghosts and. Oh, I I thought there was a solid chance she could have killed her crew. Yeah, I never I felt, felt that. It. Yeah, I never felt that. I did. I felt it. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh god. I was I. And was I think convinced the enough that she could have been psychologically damaged enough as a child that. Something happened that when, made her kill her. Crew. When Lords was claiming she had seen her and she was like, maybe I did. That's when I was like. She she might that was have the, been in a psychotic state and not known she'd killed them. Yeah, that was but the, the only time, time I doubted it. Work for that? As far I mean, granted, it could have just been yeah. the way she was describing the time. Yeah. Like, but I never got the sense that there was an opportunity for her to do that with Lords. The, so, like, even though she was worried about it, I never worried about it. Oh, okay. I think the thing that that ultimately is the reason I never doubted hers is is unlike a lot of other unreliable narrator scenarios, it never felt like she was lying to the reader. True. True. Like, yeah, and I feel I feel like that's where a lot. But that's of, a better like, writing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of the truck, but that's not always the case with unreliable. Oh, I know, I know. That's why I'm like, not that's particularly a, a fan of, of un- yeah, unreliable that's, narrators. Yeah, that's where a lot of my trust was built. Is that whatever she said, I could trust was exactly what she saw. But we uh, no, that I tr- I believed it was what she believed. That doesn't mean it's what was true. But, I believe she believed it yeah, and, through the entire I think, thing. I think the thing that got me was that she was never proven wrong to any significant degree. Like the only time the I, only time we would have known whether she was yeah. proven wrong is when we got back onto the ship. Yeah. And yeah. then we trusted her. Not necessarily, but yeah. yeah. And, and and I think I think I'm on the same page when when uh, uh Lords was asking about her walking through the ship, that was the one and only time where I was like, okay, I don't one hundred percent trust you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Because you and were then, just seeing something under your bed, exactly, so exactly, you have exactly. But yeah. they, the author followed that up almost immediately with her essentially being proven correct. Yeah. And pretty much from that point on, I was like, okay, I, I trust what she's saying. But I think that's important, is that's when we could truly yeah, yeah, trust her. I agree. And then I was like, oh God, what happened to cause her to possibly kill them? Maybe she didn't kill them. Maybe she did kill them. Maybe there is something on there. And I'm like, no, but I'm, I'm nearly positive that sound thing. But is, I think at that point is when we shift, shifted from what happened on the ship to what caused it to happen on the ship. Yeah. I mean, I, I trusted this this character so much that when she was like, oh my God, why did I leave? I pegged from, from get-go, they forced her to leave. I, I like that was they, an, that was an immediate like no they they told her to leave to go get out. That was yeah. I was 100% on board with like she doesn't trust herself right now, but I trust her completely. I wanted that to be. Yeah. But yeah. there was always... I never had the doubt. They, they could twist. I figured could twist. that either she left on purpose or she just like freaked out. And not, not that she killed her crew, but that she just ran Left, by herself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I never even had that. I, I 100% was, was like, no. I thought the mystery they, was they whether they were all dead and she fled that way because mm-hmm. everyone was dead and she couldn't get off. So the only way she could do was with the escape pods, which was... Had to be terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I figured she did it willingly because they talked her into it. Or they knocked her out and put her in the escape pod to get her off the off the ship. Yeah. I figured those were the three possibilities. But it still gives you like potential. Those yeah, are three exactly. possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what's our next category? 
Uh, emotional reaction. Okay. Clearly, we well, three of us. <laughs> yeah, what is your emotional reaction? That's the four. Okay. four. okay. I'm teasing you. I'm sorry. Kim, what's okay. your emotional reaction? Five. I love this. Okay. Martin. Explain to me what emotional reaction. Whatever you perceive did it you to have be. Did you have feelings or were you did just you have the feelings? Or, were you or did you loathe negative? it? I would say. Did you enjoy your feelings? Emma won't feelings. give it a five unless she cries. Despite, yeah. despite my absolute enjoyment of the book, like I adore this book. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. I didn't I didn't react to it strongly. I enjoyed it a lot, but I don't feel like enjoyment is necessarily an emotional reaction to the same degree as like, oh I made me very sad or maybe very happy. Like I don't think it made me feel anything, but I really liked it. Okay. Okay. I gave it a five. Wow. Did you cry? I you have just changed all of the parameters of the last <laughs> how many? What, no, you you literally just said you wanted to give it a five. You cry. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I teared up that nice nicest died. Oh. Oh. I I that was how much I wanted him to survive. We know me. I love secondary characters. I yeah. get attached. He was my secondary. To the wrong ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were all. I, knew I mean, the king yeah. was the only one you had a chance. Um, <laughs> because I can attach to the asshole characters that are always most likely to die. Yeah. You but liked Bowler? I did like Bowler. I liked Bowler too. <laughs> I tried not to. I, I enjoyed the wreck. dynamic yeah. of Bowler. That was the other yeah. yeah. But no, I, I, I didn't like full on cry, but like I had a moment where I like, I stopped reading and I was like, oh. Oh, no, I didn't want that. And then Kane was alive. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then he was like in the, the freaking mattress room. It's like, oh, God, if Kane is insane, <laughs> if he does not recover from the mattress room where he has been living as a mole person. Kane, the mole person in the mattress room. <laughs> I am not going to be pleased with this book. And she would not be okay. But he survived the mattress room as a mole person. Um, and I totally, I visualized him like, like, oh, yeah, well, the uh, yeah. and just well, like, like, like coming back up in some pile of. You know what freaked me out about the rat mattress room and being Kane? Is the fact that the lights were going out as time passed to where he was down to one light and he was about to go into complete and utter oh, the darkness. Thing. True darkness, true. True darkness. The thing that I think freaked me out the most about the mattress room was when they introduced it. At first, I didn't realize it was to dampen the sound. I thought he was trying to protect himself from hurting himself. Yeah, I thought so too. And I was like, oh my God. First of all, the foresight to be able to do that. But oh. also like knowing that you're going to go into a point where you are so beyond that you're going to start banging your, that you're gonna start banging your head against <laughs> it. I'm like, that's horrifying. Yeah, I'm the last to have that decision. You know that the passengers before you hung themselves, murdered each other into a bloody pulp. You probably. watched them beat themselves to a pulp. Probably and watched you went mattress room. Probably watched <laughs> Nisus drive a screwdriver oh, into his own oh, ear. Poor Nisus, poor Nisus. And thought. I need to protect myself. And we don't know that it wasn't. Bored. Exactly. We exactly. would have to have exactly. Kane's story in, yeah. in, in contrast that's to just, this to find that's out. That's horrifying. Yeah. That is horrifying. But also the thought that he brought the toolbox in with him. Well, yeah. he probably brought the device well, that I, would end him. I got the impression that Nysus was originally in there with him. And I yeah, think yeah. the toolbox was brought in there for both of well, them. Well, yeah, it, it was yeah, actually, yeah. it was yeah. definitely in there with him because yeah. the missing screwdriver 
Oh, it doesn't have to nicest was in that room. I th- I got the impression that nicest. I, I would agree I, that I think but, nicest. No, no, no. They said nicest brought the lights in. Yeah, they yeah, did that's say true, that's true. And so I think nicest brought the I think in. he was too sensitive to the sound. Yeah. I think somehow Kane, and I think I think the big thing with Kane is because I think he kept seeing his daughter, and I think it's that whole hope thing. Yeah. He kept yeah. thinking about who he was leaving behind. The rest of them, Didn't like, once had someone known enough, known enough about what Claire was experiencing to recognize that Claire was seeing actual dead people and everyone else was seeing alive people. Yeah. Right? Because he Up was until seeing his daughter was alive. Yeah, I was going to say, some, people started seeing dead people at yeah. a certain point. And that was Were they seeing dead on. people or was they, they no, seeing they close, saw, um, ghosts? One of them saw a dead person, and that's when they went, "Oh shit!" Because so, I remember because they yeah. said, "Oh shit, something's changed." Because nicest, nicest, it was nicest. I think yeah. actually, because they were constantly talking about, "Well, Claire's the the factor because she's only seeing dead people. She's only seeing dead people." And I think nicest, I think it was his dad. He saw no. his dad and then his yeah. grandfather. And then his yeah. grandfather. He's like, "Well, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing dead, dead people, people now, now too." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, but that entire, that concept of that room, oh like, nice is not being alive. Oh, when she was first trying to open the door. I thought it was his body. I thought it was his I body. Was his I body. didn't want to oh be his body. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Oh I did God. not want that to be. That was horrifying. But, so that's why I used to get out with all the mattresses. Well, they, I mean, in theory, he moved the mattress. Yeah, from the interior. And then he probably, when he would go back in, if he would go back in. I'm sure nice is left. Kill himself. I don't yeah. think Kane saw him kill no, himself. No, I think he did because if you remember, they were all tightly bound with sheets. Yeah, they Kane were all lined up in, with the bodies. Kane, Kane wrapped, wrapped them up, wrapped yeah. them, and set them, and then went back in the room. And then eventually wrapped up most of the crew that was on the ship originally. Yeah, well, we don't know that Nysus and him were but, doing but, that, but, but yes, you're right. Yeah, they they the three, them. Yeah. three were wrapped very nicely, yeah. and then as it progressively got yeah. further and further, 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 the bodies just kind of worked as nicely. Yeah, so no. Kane might not have actually seen him do it, but he knew but he, knows he did. He knows yeah. he did, but he didn't yeah. remember he did it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah, yeah. that's just comes into the book again. But that's why five emotion for me because I had reactions. Yeah, fair. Um, and I I enjoyed the reactions. I enjoyed having a reaction to it. It wasn't loathing, hating, being forced to. It was very much. I had emotional investment. And it was satisfying to have that emotional investment, yeah. which is what a five would be for yeah. me. Typically sad, tears. Sad that Nysus died, but good enough to be committed to Nysus dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt like his death was anticlimactic, to be honest. Like, oh, no. when it he shot for me, I was like, oh, he's dead. But I think it fit into, into like his character in that we never, he was, he was never so really hopeful. there. Well, he was never really there. He was a voice. He was, he was. He, oh, she, she I'm talking. I totally took it as she actually, I, I know she had a physical reaction to Kane, but that she found Nysus actually oh, I, to be the most soothing. I agree. So that's why I was devastated. I was just like, oh. I, I think that she was at a point developmentally. Oh. She's trying to eat plastic. Oh. I think she was at a point developmentally where she was getting to where she could have a relationship. And that's where she was getting the physical relationship with Kane. But I think she was having an emotional relationship with Nysus. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel like the author avoided Nysus too much. I agree. I could use more Nysus. Yeah, but I, like, use more I, more I, I, I liked him being just that voice yeah. in her life. Just that. And she, she sought it out. She, you know, she would talk to him and, and then she'd remember, he's not he's there not anymore. There. It's he's interesting that they both knew the machine was there and they were trying to find it. And then Nysus still killed himself. Like well, but if you remember, he was trying to 
because I think they realized it was sound. He they explicitly said he went through the eardrum. He was. I think in his crazed state, he was trying to pop his ears to see if it would solve the problem, solve but he went too far. Yeah. So honestly, <laughs> more sad. I think Nisus didn't mean to hurt himself. It could be. Yeah. It could be. That's that's it's what I got. From it. He was trying. He was he was trying watches. to prevent the sound, and, and it, he just. Yeah. Like I said, I had an emotional reaction. No. Okay, so continuing. <laughs> continuing. Martin, overall rating. <sighs> or do I need to come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. Sarah, uh, I give it five. Really? Yeah. Well, you didn't post your rating on Goodreads. Well, you didn't post yours either. <gasps> I thought I did. I no, thought I did. Five star. I was concerned that you didn't weren't in the mood for it. And so I, I honestly she was figured, confer- concerned you were indifferent. To yeah. It. Yeah. I honestly was expecting like a three, maybe a four. Yeah. I mean, I was um, indifferent in the be- beginning, but it's steadily built. And then, yeah. And I did like the ending. I liked okay. how it neatly wrapped up and everything. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, just because you your comment to me back on Goodreads, you sounded so neutral in that, that I was like, oh no, it was a neutral read. Um, like, well, I was still, so like, sad that everybody else loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Kim. So it's so funny because every time we do this, I talk myself out of the rating I gave uh-huh. to a lower rating. This one, I think I actually gave it a four. No, but you gave it a five. Did I give it a five? Yeah. Okay, uh, it's a five. This okay. is this is one of the. Can I go? No, because oh. I, I couldn't give a six, so no. Huh. Huh. All right, Martin, are you breaking the streak? Oh, did you give your rating already? No. Oh my god. I, as I've said before, I have a really hard <laughs> oh. time giving things fives. Because again, this is going next to Asimov. It's going next to Asimov. I personally, I feel like a five says there is nothing about this book that can be improved. I think it's perfect. I, oh my God. I don't agree <laughs> with no that. Books will read, reach that. I've, I've had books that I'm like, this is pretty much perfect. This is a five. I'll say this is as, again as close to a five as I can get without actually hitting a five. So like a four point eight, four point nine. I'm rounding up. It's, it's a five. It's brilliant. I'm rounding up. up. <laughs> so this then, because because it's just impossible for you to get five. Yeah, sure. So this is the first book where all readers of the podcast gave it a five, and there being four of us, so we had one that we were three of us five star. But this is the first time four people have given five star to the same book. Wow. What are you welling? I mean, I didn't technically nine. give it a five. Four point nine. <laughs> four point eight. Four point eight. You said eight nine. You ain't eight, eight or nine. I think eight. Even though <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it at a four point eight nine, which is essentially a nine, five, which is so it's a five. On five. <laughs> Take it how you will. I'm just saying I don't give it a five. I'm giving. I I, I know you're. Okay, so I'm sorry. Are you so, superseding so, my rating? Yeah. So hey, I'm going to say, you. in reaction to your rating, you said that that. You won't give a five unless a book is unimprovable, right? There's nothing in it, in it that you would make better. Yeah. I think one of the components of this book is the fact that you can read it and you are going to have a different reaction to it. You're going to accept things that could be changed this time, but then the next time you read it, oh, well, no, that that because of what I'm perceiving this time when I read it, that's perfect. And so I, yeah. I, I think that... That, no, that, there are just genuinely elements of the books that I think could have been improved. 
He, hmm. Yeah, he's he's going to stick it as I don't I'm, think we can I'm, convince him to assault Tell me five. one element that you you believe could have been improved. I've told you multiple times. I think Nisus's character was was, oh, yeah. was okay. underdeveloped. Yeah. I think it was underdeveloped. So like, I think I think it it worked. I, I, I would perfect? I would then no, argue that, that the they, three other the three other crewmen, so Voler, Lords, and um, Nisus, yeah. all three were underdeveloped. Yeah, and I would say for having a cast of five characters, four characters. It's technically seven. Technically seven. Possibly yeah. eight if you count the one who was also ended up seeing her soldier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then we have Opal and Davies. Oh, is that who you That's that's who I was referencing. Diaz. I was like, who the fuck is Davies? Davies. I, I'd say that we have a cast of like ten to yeah. thirteen and, characters. And that's not a lot. No. And I feel like some of them were underdeveloped and 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 I, I, the book is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. It's brilliant. I, that's How a 4.9 for you. It's a 4.9. Yeah, I would argue that that... Under- oh, now it's 4.9. <laughs> you just said 4.9. I, was I would argue I would argue that underdevelopment was a, a personable, a personal, uh, a purposeful choice on and the fair. writer's part. And fair. I just feel like it could have been improved. Enough. Okay. But that's my own personal. All right, any other, any other final words? Please that will quote. take another 30 minutes. No quotes or anything? <laughs> it's really oh, cool. do you have a quote? I don't have a quote. There's one I almost wrote down. The only thing I noted was the um was the floating in in and and the oxygen would eventually die out. Yeah. Die off. Even within a ship, if you don't have gravity, you are probably just going to die if you let go of something. The and I I again I haven't on this podcast very much, I completely forgot the quote thing. Um the Quote that sticks out in my mind the most is there is no down in space. Yeah. And I feel like that came up over and over and over again, especially with like when the lights started coming on and there was that that fan, quote unquote, going on. They're like, what the hell is that? That those shadows? And then looking up and seeing the bodies. Mm-hmm. Like the constant idea that it's not always gonna be in front of you. Sometimes it's above you, sometimes it's below you. There, there is that constant. So that would be the one thing I wish had been developed more. I wish they'd have been in yeah. the dark more. I wish that yeah. that walk down the hallway would have been a lot yeah, I longer. I wish there had been more about them exploring this ship. Yeah. yeah. Rather than yeah. walk down like two yeah. corridors and yeah. And then, yeah. There, and then the bridge is like right there. The, yeah. Like, the book is kind of short. It could have been a slower burn. Yeah. Yeah. So my quote is, because I realized, I was like, oh, the brown ones are quotes. <laughs> brown ones? Brown tabs. For markers. Oh, I, oh wow. Okay. The brown ones. It's like that feeling when you can't think of a specific word. You can feel it, like an itch in your brain, but you just can't produce the syllables. Nice, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, yes. But the idea of like, because I think at the time, because I just closed it, I think at the time she there. She's comparing it to oh, the auditory hallucinations. She compared the auditory hallucinations to not being able to find. The right work and i realized that that was that was perfect yeah. perfect way to compare yeah. all of this is that sense of you know it's there the you can, your tongue you can yeah. feel it you can maybe visualize it but something is disconnecting and it's not there yeah and it's almost like the hallucinations are the reverse of that. You're seeing yeah. it, but it's not there are neurons that Why just aren't fine because i want to ask you do you ever have trouble producing a noun so, like, table. Do you ever you look at look a table, at table or talk about a table, but you cannot say the word? You can I describe. Can. Yeah. Okay. Because it's it's an actual condition, and it's something that all of us, the three of us, yeah. significantly have. 
I to where it. we'll be holding conversations and suddenly the word's gone. The word's gone, and we'll just start describing it. Like, well, some of us will. I, I mean, everyone oh. has those moments though, where it's like on the tip. Of yeah, your but ours are constant. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, like, we're looking at it. Yeah, we can and we're, we can practically spell it out and still not, not be able to use the word. The word. Um, you know, you need to go into the room that has the food in it that you do dishes in, but the word kitchen will not produce. Like you can't say it or you can't, can't even think you can't, of it. You can't, you can't even think, think of it. Mouth. It's not there. Yes, there we go. Yep. It's not there. <laughs> so see, see for me what it is, and it's it's so painful. I will I I will know what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I will know what it looks like, mm-hmm. but I don't. I can't see the word in my brain and suddenly I can't say it. So I'm hearing it. I'm visualizing the object, but if I don't see the spelling of so the word. saying the word. Yeah. Oh, no, I still it's wouldn't still see it. There are it's times when people say words to me. You could say to me, forest. It's still won't work. If, if, if something miscommunicates, Forest brings me nothing. I don't really know that I have that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like, like I just forget the word temporarily. And it's yeah, like no, 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 it's, it's, no, no, it's, it's we, like the yeah. idea of the word is completely gone from your brain. It's yeah, not it's it's like black screen, and you're just you're now she talks down. about not being able to see it spelled out, so she can't say it. To me, it's just void. It's yeah. it's gone there, and but I know it exists, and I know what it looks like, and I can describe it. But yeah, I have to I describe the component components of it. The four-legged flat thing with the chairs around it. Mm-hmm. I can't say table. I don't know what table is. I can't. Yep. It, it's, but I know what it is. Yes, so yeah. I, anyway, I, so I was curious <laughs> if that was something that you've ever. But you've had the tip of your tongue thing, which yeah. is there's a word out there, and yeah. I can't yeah. quite remember what that word is. Has a tip of the yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know that that's specific no. This is a guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and this is particularly for nouns. It's this yeah. condition oh. that exists is particularly yeah. for nouns, and it's and painful. <laughs> for me, I actually physically am in pain when I cannot produce it. Oh, I but man, when somebody finally produces oh. for you, oh god, it, it feels so, so good. I get so frustrated. Because I, I, I am a firm believer that there is a right word for everything, mm-hmm. and I get pissed off when I cannot get that word. Like people, will, oh, when you're, you're trying you're to come up with the right word and they're providing words oh. for you and it's not the right just word. Oh up. my god, right shut word. up! You don't know what you're talking my, about. My big thing is like people will. I'll, I'll be talking to people and they're like, "Yeah, no, I get what you mean." I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't no. really understand what I mean." Like, oh, my word. I understand. I'm like, no, but it's wrong. <laughs> See, that's not even like remotely like for oh. me. It is just blank, and it's panic, sheer panic. Because I'm like, I know this. Not the part exists. I'm hearing it, but what I'm hearing is but means something. It means dead silence. They they it's- got so good when I was <laughs> when they were younger, and that you know they didn't have the vocabulary always. And they got so good at figuring out what I was trying to say that <laughs> it would take very little for me to describe. As long as I gave a couple of key words, they could provide my, more for me. My coworkers love me because they'll be like, oh, you need a screwdriver. And they're like, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> I've been producing words for my mother yeah, since I was two years old. Like, they're like, what? How? Why? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, just, people are always amazed when I just... Yeah, I just... I, I just, just... Instinctually, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I'll what know want. what word they want, but God, when I can't find my word, it's all... It comes from my mother. We used to, when I was a kid, my mother would stop mid-sentence and just not finish her sentences. And I, we would then, me, we being me and my siblings, we would then finish her sentences for her. And then when Mike and I first got married, I would continuously finish his sentences for him. And he was just like, you have got to stop. 
I can speak for myself. And it took me years to stop finishing you were, other people's sentences. You had word scarcity. Some people have food insecurity and food scarcity. You had word scarcity. I did. I did. <laughs> and then the words anyway. started leaving her. And, oh, yeah. It's been trauma since. Alrighty. So, now that we've discussed our personal horrors, we have discussed space. We have discussed society. Um, it is time to start wrapping up. I have to actually... Okay. Oh, did you have something you wanted to say? No, she's leaving. What? Oh, I thought you were getting up to leave because we're wrapping okay. up. <laughs> No, um, I did just have uh, another note that I wanted to say. Yeah, okay. We kind of like went past that point a long no, time ago. No, say it. Or no, <laughs> I mentioned it and I wasn't paying attention. Um, one of the things I did like about this book is the way that it did come full circle with the winch, where like in the beginning mm-hmm. she just wanted to detach mm-hmm. and then the end. She yes, yes, that was, that was. I think was... Kane saved her both times, technically. Yep. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, I mentioned it with that. Uh, the check box good and kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. they set up, they they came full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and I, I like, like the that. fact that she actually had that conversation with herself yep. in the moment when yeah. he was. She thought she was going to die out there because she didn't think Kane was capable of of rescuing her, and she's like, "Well, you know, I, I want wanted to, to yeah. unhook then. <laughs> I don't want to unhook now." But the choice has been taken. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, yank, and she's like, "Oh, I'm I feel like, like I feel like part of me knew." That's when you wanted her to die. No. <laughs> you are me. Yes. She's gonna no, float no. off into space. I, I, no, it, uh, conversely, I actually knew the second she started talking about yeah. uh, the, the decision's been taken from me, essentially. I was like, oh, Kane's waking up and bringing her back. Well, that entire scene when she was out there, I was like, like Kane's, Kane, Kane's gonna come back. Kane's yeah. gonna Kane, come Kane's back. Yep. Emotional payoff for me. Yeah. After yeah. that, five. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. All right. Anything else? No. It was really good. It was a very good book. It was a very good yeah, I will say if you did like this book, actually, I'm hesitant to recommend this because I haven't read it in like 12 years and I honestly don't remember it that well. <laughs> but when reading the book, it really reminded me of it and I actually ordered another copy because I want to read it again. Um, there's a book called Unto Leviathan, which is more of a maybe a generational ship book because they're like on a ship. They've been on a ship for so long, they don't know what their, their origins or, are. Yeah, yeah. Or if the ship has always existed. Basically, no contact with any other people. They're just going through space. That's why you asked me. I think it might be this book that I oh. uh, that I that keeps coming up when I when I read generational. We'll have to read this, it. Yeah. This, the story we'll list. Read it when it comes. Wait, and we'll read it for the podcast. Make it work. It's gonna be a long time. Make it work. Why is it gonna be a long time? Because our list is very long. Yeah, now. no, it's not don't, very long. Don't read for fun. Read for work. <laughs> <laughs> Make your work never, fun. Never read for fun. <laughs> That is a book that actually, again, 12 years ago, did creep me out when I was reading it. So mm. that is one that I was kind of comparing this to. And that's why it kind of seemed to fall short. Because it didn't have that creepy effect. But, yeah. Well, I got done with this and I instantly thought, I got to keep this publisher on my radar. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is, I saw a book Tor that... Is this... Nightfire part of Tor? Yeah. It's it's just an imprint. So a subset. Okay. And it yeah, specializes in horror. did Murderbot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sounds. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. 
You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. No, no last minute comments to add to the end of this. You just had to do that. Didn't I did. You? I, did. I, I did. was watching. I and I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for Martin to say something and I'd be like, no, several clicks, several clicks. But no, you're the one who did it. I did. This time I took control. I have more comments. <laughs>